Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Your brain needs support. And new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L-theanine, and caffeine. Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus. Stay chill or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y dot com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Life is a canvas. Listen as Dr. Allison R. Tendler and her guests paint the stories of entrepreneurs, executives, and business leaders on her podcast, The Art of Seeing Clearly. Through insightful questions and thought-provoking conversation, Allison and her guests explore the essence of what it means to truly experience life, business, entrepreneurship, love, success, and even failure through a clearer lens. Hello, everyone. I'm your host, Dr. Allison R. Tendler, board-certified ophthalmologist and owner and CEO of Art, Vision, and Artisan Skin and Laser Center. I literally get to work every day to help people see better on the 2020 eye chart. But true clarity in business and in life requires a different kind of vision. I have a passion for learning how other entrepreneurs and leaders find their clarity, and I want to share with you some of the secrets to their success. I am very grateful today that our guest, Madeline Shields, is here with me. Madeline Shields is executive director of Bishop Dudley House, a facility providing shelter and food to Sioux Falls' homeless population, while also providing resources to healthcare, job, and housing services. She brings 15 years of experience in social services, serving as de- development and marketing director for The Banquet, which serves hot meals to the hungry. You may recognize her as a familiar voice today. Madeline was news director for KDLT, reporter and producer for KELO and KSOO Radio, and has a degree and background in journalism. Madeline, with all of those, uh, I'll say all those acronyms, uh, thank you so much for joining me today to discuss your art of seeing clearly. Sure. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. I feel um, very humbled by that long list of of, uh, <laughs> of experience that you have in uh, industry of journalism, as well as your uh, experience in service. So I look forward to learning a little bit more about you and um, how the attributes of each of those have helped you become the, the woman and the leader you are uh, for our community. I just want to kind of start out and say, I mean, you've got some big things in very different industries that you've you've worked in. But at what moment did it become clear that you felt you were being called to dedicate your life to something greater than yourself or what you were originally felt you were called to do? Well, you know, it's it's one of those things that you have to just have your open mind to say yes to something. And that's how 
it worked for me. I wasn't out looking um, for a position um, to help people living in poverty or struggling with poverty. Uh, I was raising my children and an opportunity presented itself. Um, and everything in my brain said, no, you can't do this. You don't have daycare. You don't have, um, you don't have any backup to, to get your kids to school and get them picked up. And, um, but the opportunity was there and I thought about it for two days and I showed up for work at the banquet. And so, um, once I got there, everything else fell into place. Um, my husband was completely supportive, even though he traveled, um, as much as 40 weeks a year back at that time, that was back in 2005. And we had three little boys. Um, and it just worked out. And when things just work out in, in it, doesn't it didn't feel like a job it felt more like um a place that i could get up and go every single day and felt like i was making a difference in other people's lives and i think it's really hard to walk away from something like that um it never felt like a job and so it wasn't a chore and and so until something you know becomes where it's just not fun anymore then you 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 feel comfortable going and going and going. And that's how it's been with, with all of the positions I had, you know, even working in news, um, there was a lot of challenges, but you always got to learn something new and you got to meet new people every day. And not everybody gets to do that and has those opportunities. And so um, sometimes saying yes to the most bizarre thing is the right path. What was bizarre about it? What, you know, that, that moment, like making such a, a transition, I presume for you, the, what, what was, how did that happen? Well, it was, it was kind of a, and it was a job um, that really, um, so when I went to work for the banquet, I had been home for almost five years raising little children, um, which I totally didn't know what I was doing because I worked as a news reporter and, a, and an administrator and, and a director of a newsroom um, for the 15 years before that. And so I thought, well, gosh, what, what am I supposed to be doing? I didn't know what, what to be doing. And so um, this opportunity to work at the banquet came up and it was flexible. So it fit into my, my life. And um, it was actually doing like public relations and a lot of marketing. And so okay. it was far off from what I was doing, even though we were a feeding ministry at the time, um, it was, it was promoting the fact that we needed help to, um, and donations and, and funding to come in and help, um, the guests who were eating at the banquet at that time. And so it really wasn't that far off the path of what I had, um, been doing, but, um, it was for a different population and it felt a lot better. That's a wonderful story. So how long did you work for the banquet? I was at the banquet for 14 years. Um, and then the, the position as the executive director of the Bishop Dudley Hospitality House opened up. And um, I thought about it for a really long time because the position was open for a couple of months. And um, it took me a while to really want to dip my toes into that because um, it's 24 um, seven and it's, it can be, you know, a lot of, a lot of work. And I was in, I was comfortable, you know, you get comfortable in a position after you've been there for almost 15 years, you know what you're doing. Um, well, then to embark on something new, 
um, where you're you're taking a, a leap of faith again. And my youngest son had uh, left the house for college. And I thought, well, if I'm going to do it, now's the time to do it. And so um, I accepted the position here. And that was over more than two years ago. And well, as you know, and shortly after I got here, a pandemic broke out. So it's, it's taking that leap again and saying yes to things that you just don't always know how things are going to go. Mm-hmm. Do you feel like that's a, been a theme for your life as far as taking a leap? Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, you know, even as a young woman coming out of school, you're always apprehensive. You, you know, am I going to be okay working in radio? Am I going to be able to, to go and um, set up that computer and go off and, and do an assignment? I was, I was um, my first year as a journalist, I was sent to peer to cover the legislative session. Um, so that was 40 days in a motel room by myself, having to hook up computers in, in peer. Here, <laughs> so you know, I'm. I was, I think, 22 years old, and I'm thinking, you know, what am I doing? And every everything that every opportunity, I was able to learn from it and and grow. And so I think that's that's something that people really need to not be afraid to do because even if it's if it's challenging and it's hard and it's um, scary, of course, you're going to get through it and you might not like it. And then you realize, no, I don't like that part. I can move on and do something else. And so there's, there's just always those different opportunities out there. And I, I guess my best advice is for people to, to take, take the opportunity, take the leap. I think that new is always scary and um, eventually it won't be new anymore. And you kind of get into your groove. And then, like you said, maybe eventually for better, for worse, you get comfortable where you're also not stretching yourself and maybe stretching your talents and your experiences as much could be for that continued growth. Do you have any advice for um, other young entrepreneurs, leaders that helps them get over that? How Any support systems that you've had that like helped you get over that hump or gave you that confidence, like I can do this? I think um, my, my advice is to take that advice from other people, you know, let people help you um, learn from other people. You know, when you're young, you think you can conquer the world and you, and you know, pretty much everything. And of course, you get older, you realize, boy, I didn't know anything back then. And I just was blindly going through life. Um, but then as I look back, I had a lot of mentors helping me. Um, I had a lot of people in my corner that at the time I didn't really know how much I was learning from them. Um, but it turned out that you know, they're the ones who helped me on this journey. And I had a lot of women in my life um, that led the way and a lot of men who also helped me. And I learned a lot. Um, and I also had had advice that just said, you know what, do it. If you don't like it, quit, you know, and that's okay. It doesn't have to be the rest of your life. Right, exactly. And I think once I realized that, it was well, in the back of your mind, well, I don't have to do this forever. And somehow those are the jobs that I love the most is knowing that if it's, if it's not, 
if it's not going to go the way you think it's going to go, it'll, you know, you don't have to stay. And then I don't know if it's that positivity that just then you steer your way and it becomes a, a lifelong passion, like being at the banquet or being here at the Bishop Dudley house. I think there's truth to that. I think as an individual, you also have to have that within you to see that, uh, to, to see some of those opportunities to have that golly, I think I'm going to say yes. And you have to kind of take that leap and jump, but it is nice to have support of some of those mentors and those experiences cheering you on in the background. And even if you don't have that to, um, to help and just, just to seek those out, but see, and I was, there's been a, you know, with the, the holiday season coming up and the, the leap of faith of Mary and, and kind of that, I, I bring that into my thought process as I visit with you today. And you kind of take that faith journey and, and that leap of, I'm just going to take this experience and, and we're going to find beauty and joy in that. How did your experience in journalism help you learn some of the things about the world that are aiding you in your success within your current role? I think um, learning about how government works, learning about how um, all of the all of the different systems are out there, how city government works, how local government, um, school boards and um, county commissions and all of all of those things that we sometimes forget, you know, Um, and if you hadn't done that in the journalism world, you never would have known that for this role. Exactly. That is awesome. That's so true because, you know, um, so many times people, when they, when they say to go out and vote, all they think of is about the big national elections, you know, the, or even the governor's race or the, you know, the presidential races, you know, your school board affects more people locally than any other entity. Um, School boards tax, they have taxing power and more of people's dollars go to support education in our state, the way it's set up. And so I think understanding that as a very young person, that at the very lowest form of of government, the most local form of government is your school board, is your city council, um, your county commission, your township. There's a lot of people who live in townships in, in South Dakota and even around Sioux Falls, and there's a township board. And those people make all of these decisions that directly affect your life every single day. And I think people um, forget about that and they, they don't understand how that system works. How has that system helped you with the Bishop Dudley House? Um, well, as a matter of fact, today we just had a like an invitation for folks to come in to visit and take a tour. And we had our elected official um, a breakfast today. And so just to know the different um, facets of each each um governmental board and how it affects what we're doing here every single day. Of course, our our, um, school board, we have children that are homeless. They live in our shelter with their families. We have seven family rooms here. And so it is imperative that the school board understands that there are homeless children in their district, which they know, 
But how does that affect those families? How do they get those kids to school? Um, what is the school district's obligation? What is the family's obligation? And as we as a liaison can help be the voice of people who don't know how to, um, they don't know how to work work with that system, you know, or they're intimidated. There's a lot of young families that have children in the school district, but they don't know about the school board and they don't know the decisions that are make, made at that level and how that affects their own children. And so to know that, to know how our county commission um, can help our guests, um, to know what kind of decisions our legislators mm -hmm. can make out in peer that can directly affect our guests and, um, how they can help them become more successful, easier and, and more quickly. You know, that's my job to know how to um, ask for those things on behalf of people who don't have a voice. And if you hadn't had that experience prior, you wouldn't have that knowledge to be able to be so successful in your role for your, I'll say your clients, for your guests. Mm -hmm. um, at the Bishop Dudley House. You talked a moment ago about um, mentorship, both male, female. Um, could you share with us somebody that you have encountered in the past that you feel like has changed the way that you see the world and helped you see the world better? Oh, I, I've, I have lots of people. Um, you know, it's probably, I, I think probably my family has really played a role. I have... Um, I come from a really big family. I'm the youngest of 11 children. And so um, my dad. Catholic family? Oh, yes, absolutely. A big <laughs> Catholic family. <laughs> so not only is it just loud and crazy, but, but um, very supportive. And, you know, my dad always said, don't worry about stuff. You're, it's going to be fine. Everything will work out. And, you know, even as a young parent, you don't know that everything's a big deal. Your baby falls down and hits their head and you're like, oh, my gosh, do I need to take them to the emergency room? You know what? We we worry about things that we don't understand. And I was really blessed to to come have a family that just said, you know, what? it'll work out. It'll work out. Quit fretting about things and and take that next step and, and try this and try that. Um, and they were pretty optimistic about whether or not, you know, if you were apprehensive or if, if, you know, I was afraid of things. And they're like, try it. If you don't like it, quit. Who cares? What difference yeah. does it if you you'll never know if you don't try? And I think. That and to know that if you quote unquote, I'll use the word failure lightly, but if yeah. you fail, it's okay. Um, you've also learned something and you get to utilize some of that stuff and maybe in your next role. Right. And even, even failure is, is an education. Yes. You learn a lot when you make mistakes and you, and you fail, basically fail is not a big fat F it's, it's a, okay. I learned a lot from that and I can move on and, and do uh do something else or do it better next time. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's fabulous. Clearly you're really good at, um, loving well, meeting people where they are. Um, but you also can't pour from an empty cup yourself. So how do you ensure you continue to treat yourself with the same respect and patience that you might uh, treat the guests that you work with? That's a challenge. And, you know, that's really a challenge for all, all people that work in social services um, because we're always short staffed. 
Um, and there's always somebody else who needs something more than you need for yourself. And so um, I have a husband that that is at home saying, OK, come home. You got to come home. You got to you know, we have things to do. And so I have a really supportive family as well. Um, but I need to learn that yet because that, I'm not very good at managing that part of it. I feel that it's imperative if you're going to be good where you are at for others that you also find that for yourself. So any one thing that you're like, I do do this, even if it's five minutes. Oh, sure. Um, well, I drink coffee and I go and I'm when I'm, at a, when I'm, when I'm sitting there and I'm thinking, okay, I'm going to get up and I'm going to get a fresh cup of coffee and just the smell of it makes me feel a lot better. Those kind of things. Um, but you know, and when it's nicer out, um, I like to go out and go for a walk. I'll walk around the block and I love to go out and I'll walk with some of the guests and I'll say, come on, let's go. Tell me what's going on in your life today. Or I sit down and I visit with some people. Um, this job has, a, it's a lot of administrative work and I need to be better about walking away from the paperwork and getting back to the, to the people and to their souls, because that's what we really is really, really what matters. And that's what counts. Well, I would encourage you to keep finding those ways that help feed your soul so that you can help uh, feed, feed the hearts and souls of, of the others as well. So I do think that's important for you in the, in the long term. but thank you for all of your work. Working for nonprofit organizations definitely requires stamina, passion, and compassion um, to be that leader in that organization. Do you feel the way you lead differs in a nonprofit setting versus um, maybe in one of your past worlds that you worked in? Um, you know what, I kind of, I kind of, um, lead the same. I think, um, I try to have a sense of humor almost all the time because I always figure if you don't laugh about it, you're, it's probably going to make you cry for one thing. <laughs> so, um, and then it's always, um, I know as a, I was pretty young when I was a news director and then the reporters were even younger than me, but you know, I, I, I absolutely loved teaching them. I loved having um, them, you know, under, under my wing and I was be I could see myself in them. Um, and I was, I love to encourage other people to go, go for it, you know? And I think that's, um, I think that's part of what is being a good leader is to encourage people to go for what, they want in their life. I have a lot of, a lot of people who work here and I say, if this is not your passion, you need to find what your passion is because everyone deserves to be happy and to be doing what it is that they are called to do. And so, um, that they know they can come to me and say, you know what, this is, is not, you know, what, I don't know what to do with my life. And then we sit down and we talk about what is your passion first and first and foremost. You can always find a job um, yes. to follow your passion because life is way too short to not do things that make you happy. And there's always another chapter you might have had passion or it, there's always a new chapter, which is a fresh start. And some chapters, it's time for them to close so that you can also grow, I feel, and be become your, your best. So those are, those are very wise, wise words. What 
challenges have you felt you've needed to overcome in order to lead your organization successfully, or maybe tips you can provide for others to be able to have to be able to lead their organization successfully? I think it's just working with compassion and, um, you know, treating people um, with dignity and respect all the time. I think, I think that is, and and you got to get your message across and you have to let people know, you know, what you expect of them. You have to be, you know, clear. And I think that's, um, that's a challenge for a lot of people who are leaders um, is they know in their mind what they want, but it's really hard to communicate that to others. Um, And I think just to have fun and make things fun and, and have laughter every single day, because nobody wants to go to a place every single day that is just constant work and constant seriousness. Um, And it has to, you have to create a culture when you are are at the top or at the helm, you have to create that culture and it has to be led um, that makes people feel good about what they're doing and, and want to make them stay there. And when it's not fun for them anymore, it's okay to say, Hey, is this where you really want to be? Is this your passion? Is this where, where you see yourself? And if it's not, then, then we say, well, let me help you. It's not a terrible thing for people to seek other, other jobs or other, other, um, avenues in their life and to have someone that they can confide in and say, this is what I'm looking for. I'm all, I'm all in because I want people to be happy with what they're doing. Well, you also want people on your team who are all again, rowing in the same direction with the same passion and got that excitement for the mission that you are, are participating in together. Madeline, we've been talking about a lot of items that you do and organizations that you've worked with. And I want to get back to you for a moment. And the, you know, our title is the art of seeing clearly. And so what are your own personal techniques for seeing yourself clear and helping see the world better? Well, first off, I don't take myself very seriously. Um, <laughs> I, um, I, I kind of just feel like, you know, every day I'm going to get up and I'm going to try my hardest and it is what it is. And, um, and that's kind of what I expect, you know, of, of, everybody else. Um, I know, you know, a lot of people, they're surprised that I I do this work. Um, I guess they're not surprised, but they're, I get a lot of comments that say, I don't know how you do that every day. I don't know how you go there and do that every day. And I'm like, well, it's, it's a passion. It's not really a job. And, um, and you got to have a sense of humor. Um, every day has to start as a brand new day. And there, I, I feel like there's probably a lot of people that just hold on to angst of what happened yesterday or happened three days ago or a week ago, and they don't get over it. And so in this line of work and working at a homeless shelter, every day has to be a new day. Every day the sun comes up, we have to start from scratch. We don't worry about what happened yesterday. Um, today's a brand new day and we have to just keep looking at it that way. And that's the way there's no grudge holding here. And, and that's how we have to just keep moving on. So you live your philosophy every day, which helps you. Yes. I'd say see yourself in the world better. I think you 
capitalized and hit that one, hit that one beautifully. I love that. Uh, today is a, a new day. And as you have done, it's a new day to say yes to potential opportunities. Yes. You know, it's, and, and every day is going to bring another smile to your face. You just have to be able to recognize it or to see it. Um, you know, it could just be the teeniest, tiniest little thing. Um, you know, I see our guests and if I see one guest helping another guest, it's, you know, I just walk down the halls and I smile. We right now have a, a, a guest who is um, hearing impaired and, and she was doing uh, FaceTime with another of her friend and they were, they were um, signing on her phone and I was walking by the window. And of course, I, the guy who, who she was visiting with could see me. I was behind her head. And so I started making faces and I could see him start laughing. And then she, of course, turns around and like, what's going on? Those are the kind of opportunities that, you know, I photobombed her, her phone call completely. And she laughed and he laughed and I laughed. And, you know, you have to jump in and take, take a minute to just have some fun during the day. I think those are wise words for many of us. So thank you for sharing um, your art of, of seeing clearly with us today, Madeline. Um, your insight, knowledge, experience, and everything that you do for the clients that you work with, but the community that you work within. Um, it's been wonderful to get to know you a little bit better and hear your story and how you're making a difference in people's lives. So may we continue to keep our, our hearts, our minds, and our eyes open um, to the work that leaders like you do for our communities every day, no matter what city we live in, and recognize um, the impact that um, organizations such as yours and you at the helm of that organization are doing for touching and reaching our individual lives. So what a joy to help see life clearer through your eyes. Thank you so much, Madeline, for your time today and for visiting with us. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.